Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Here's a look at Tuesday's footy fix. And no surprise, it is absolutely stacked with Champions League action. We've got AC Milan taking on Newcastle at 12.45 p.m. PSG versus Dortmund at 3. City will face Red Star Belgrade, Barcelona versus Royal Antwerp. You can watch all of these matches on Paramount+. Plus. But right now, let's send it over to Allie Trost-Martin for some more headlines. Allie. Well, Suze, the NWSL is coming back to Boston. A press conference is scheduled today in which Boston Unity Soccer Partners will be unveiled as the ownership group for the league's newest expansion team that will cost a reported $53 million. The NWSL returns to Boston for the first time since 2017 when the Boston Breakers ended a five-year run in the league before folding due to financial struggles. The team has yet to be given a name, although I think Charlie has an idea and is scheduled to begin play in 2026. In more women's soccer news, 15 of the 23 players that helped the Spain women's national team win the World Cup in August have been selected for upcoming UEFA Nations League matches, despite all 15 of those players being part of a group that's committed to boycotting the Spain team until the Spanish Federation restructures. One player not called up by Spain was Jenny Hermoso. She was the subject of the unwanted kiss from former Spanish Federation President Luis Rubiales at the World Cup final and was left off the new roster by Spain coach Montse Tomé, who said she left Hermoso off the squad to, quote, protect her. Spain is scheduled to play Sweden on Friday, the first of two UEFA Nations League matches that will also determine whether Spain qualifies for the Paris Olympics in 2024. And the coaching carousel has begun to spin in Europe, and Marseille joins the list of teams to make quick managerial changes. According to multiple reports, Marcelino is set to step down as Marseille manager after just seven matches in charge. The Spanish coach replaced Igor Tudor as the manager back in May, but he is out after Marseille's early exit from Champions League qualifying and a recent run of just one win in four matches. Jean-Pierre Papin is reportedly set to replace Marcelino as Marseille manager. And another manager on the way out is Impoli's Paolo Zanetti. The Italian boss was fired today after Impoli's embarrassing 7-0 loss to Roma. Impoli is one of just two teams in Europe's top four leagues that have yet to register a point, and they've been outscored 12 to nothing this season. Aurelio Andrea Zoli has been hired to replace Zanetti in what will be Andrea Zoli's fourth stint as Impoli manager. He led Impoli to a 14th place finish in Serie A during the 2021-22 season. And from coaches fired to a coach hired, the German national team is reportedly closing in on Julian Nagelsmann as the team's new head coach. Nagelsmann was fired from his last stop at Bayern Munich and was still under contract with the German champs, but has reportedly agreed to walk away from the remaining $21 million in severance. 
he'll take charge of the German national team ahead of the 2024 Euros, which Germany is hosting. And Nico Nagelsmann was considered one of the best young managers in the game before he crashed out at Bayern. Do you see him doing well with this German national team side? From the German Federation, it's a massive risk to take to hire Nagelsmann, who's, yes, he's a young coach, he's very promising, but to put him in charge of the entire national team and the whole setup, it feels rash. For the Germans, I want somebody with more experience. And after his time at Bayern, where he didn't get it right, it doesn't feel like this is... Did he not the get right it right? Yeah. Did, he wasn't I mean, given enough he, time to get he, it right. He was unbeaten and, in Champions League. But there was things culturally that weren't happening. But And then now you go from Bayern to then the national team where it's even more serious. I don't know if he's going to be able to... They're going to be happy with him riding around on a scooter again at the, at the German national team. But here's the whole issue, the pressure that he's, he's suddenly thrust into a situation of high pressure, high results quickly before the Euros hosting the country, if they don't win, if they don't go far, if they don't do well, which they haven't been doing well, the turnaround has got to be super quick because if not, again, it's, it's, it's a high-risk, high high-reward for you. So who, who, who are the other more. options? Who, will, who would, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the head of the he German agree, FA. He couldn't disagree more. I couldn't disagree more. Young, uh, you know, uh, a, a great sort of, uh, you know, advanced progressive style of play. He's different from what you expect from a German manager. He he dresses a bit younger. He's a bit Which more. Which got him in trouble. He's a bit cool, but he, they got him in trouble at Bayern. This almost feels yeah. like a shot but, across the bow uh, for Bayern as well for the German national team to say he wasn't good enough for you, but I think he's good enough for me. And I mean, come on, previous managers are on the sideline picking their nose. I mean, it's no, kind of, I'm not saying, champion. I'm, that's it's sure. That's but what I'm saying fact. is, it's he won not a World Cup. him showing up on a scooter. Before that, the point I'm trying to say is him showing up on a scooter isn't the weirdest thing. Him showing up on a scooter is the weirdest project. thing that's going to happen. Yeah, that, that, I, don't care, I don't care about the showing up on the scooter and, and all the stuff. That's why like I don't take dressing, that stuff too seriously. Dressing younger. Me, me neither. But it's a situation where Julian Nagelsmann, who's unproven title winning consistently, that's maybe able to manage. A, Argentina's a, a uh, manager was. An exception to the entire rule. And who's to say that uh, Julian Nagelsmann, who has more experience well, than he did. At, at the top, uh, uh, agree, and hopefully he hopefully he does well. But mm -hmm. he's being thrust, and the German FA is putting themselves in a precarious situation because the results need to happen. But like, need would you like, say that Germany felt stale? He did well when he took over, but what was he before? Do you think he had consistent performances to he take won over the, the German League. national? What he won the Champions yes, League? Yes, but one good year, one good year, and he got the uh, German national Nico, team job. Nico, would they ever hire a non-German? Maybe, why not? Historically, they probably haven't. You go back who all the way to Jurgen yeah. Klinsmann, it's been all Germans. A foreign manager has never won the World Cup, though, and Germany is one of those teams that right. you would just perpetually and, But that's what I mean. So then when you're talking about a very small pool of mm -hmm. candidates, who, who else is there? Yeah, Marco Rose is not a bad shout. Mm -hmm. He's been in the German football system for yeah, a while, but, he, but also he's got Klopp a great is, team I think, the name. He's, 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 and he's not going to abandon the, the Leipzig. Klopp's not going to take the Klopp, job right now. Klopp is the name that everyone had in mind, feel and like, it, this feels like a little bit of a test. Let's see if this guy, if yeah. this kid can prove us wrong. He's got enough time before Klopp essentially becomes okay. more available than he is today. Yeah. But I also think if you look at the German national team, it's felt stale for a little while here, mm -hmm. and this sure. is a really nice rejuvenation, a nice energy pack that you're putting in into this team. In theory. Everything is in theory it, until it's proven. It's 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 a high <laughs> it's a high risk 
situation. I just, I hope, I hope they I do well the in the Euros. For Julian no Nagelsmann's sakes, I don't I, see the risk at all. There's no risk at all. I don't see it at all. He's free. They crash out. He's free. He's free. No, they had to pay an indemnization clause. He's not he's free. He's not with a man, he's not with the club. Okay, he's available. He's available. So what if they make it out of the group stage and they lose the very first game out of the group stage? They're not, they're not in a worse place than they are now. No, exactly. Yeah, I, I not I in a worse really place agree. when you are they, now. They, Euros at home, and you and you don't make it past the round of 16 at the Euros. Are you kidding me? They're, they they lost a couple of friendlies right now. They're gonna make the Euros. So you think that Julian Nagelsmann is uh, that bad of a manager that he would get them knocked out, whereas a different manager wouldn't? No, no, no. Would I, take this. No, would take no, his I, national team further. I, I rate Julian Nagelsmann. He's okay. done. He's done a great job at his last teams. But what I'm saying is that. That sounds like it, you're on it, our it, side now. No, but what I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm telling you the, the expectation. No, no, no. no. Come the over expectation here. It's nice over here. Put on Come. Julian Nagelsmann is a semi. Final of a Euro, and that's a very difficult task right out of the gates. This is, I'm blaming the German FA more than I am Julian Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann is just, it's, it's a risky situation because you have to Come perform over. immediately. Yeah. When he got sacked at Bayern, that was a, a surprise. No? It was a little bit harsh. Yeah, I don't think he got a very fair shake. Okay. He did. He was, he was playing well. Spot on. He was playing. He was managing well. <laughs> I just listened. I think it's a good. I think it's a good opportunity to prove the German national team is different. You know, it's like post yeah. post divorce. They get you know. All right. They, <laughs> like, no, that, that's the problem right now. Who who do you go after? I think this is a little and, wiggle room. And you room. know, the German FA want to stick with Germans. Yeah, they historically it. always had Germans. Yes. Well, we're going to transition from Germany to Italy because we're going to chat some Serie A with our good friend Marco Messina when we come back from a quick break. Don't go anywhere. New camera, watch out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Round four of the City campaign opens here in Turin. McKenny aiming for Vlahovic. Vlahovic! Devastating. Juventus three, Lazio one. Mkhitaryan at the double! Just as Milan were climbing back into it. Derby demolition of Milan. Roma have their opening win of the season in emphatic style. Can this be the turning point for Roma? Welcome back. Here's a look at the weekend results in the Serie A. Inter Milan get the 5-1 win over AC Milan in the Milan Derby. Juventus with the 3-1 win over Lazio. Roma absolutely crush Empoli 7-0. Fiorentina 3-2 over Atalanta. And right now we are very excited to bring in our good friend, Marco Messina for much more on uh, Serie A. Marco, what's we've is the water pressure bad in in your oh, shower? No. What's why, going? Why'd you wow. say that? I, I, you I, choose I, the, Susanna. The, the head is, <laughs> <laughs> his hair is a little fluffy. It's usually fluffy. The, no, the, the, the water pressure is bad, and the is not that good. Oh, at, oh he's actually moment. Do not make fun of him. He's trying to be big on TikTok. I like the haircut, dude. <laughs> I like it. Oh, no. Why are they I, doing I this to you, Marco? 
Yeah, the gifts. Only Charlie's getting that gift. I told you guys about the little while. I already have on my schedule when I'm coming in for morning footy, no. but it's all right. I understood right now. Okay, no problem. No, you look great. You look great, Marco. Um, all right, let's chat. We haven't had a chance to, to chat with you and get your reaction to, to the Milan Derby. That was the game that we were all watching over the weekend. And just uh, an absolutely dominating performance from, from Inter Milan over AC Milan. What did you make of it, and were you surprised by that result? Surprised by the, the amount of goals that they scored and 5-1, the scoreline, of course, not surprised that Inter won. Uh, you know, the way that they played, it really fell into the hands of, uh, of Inzaghi. He played this match to absolute perfection. And it's sort of what we expected in terms of how the game played out because Milan pushed their bodies forward. They had even 72% possession in the first half. They were up top. You thought they were going to do something. And boom, Inter counterattacked them uh, because they're elite at doing that. And they fell right into their hands. This is now five derbies in a row that Inzaghi has won over Pioli. And in 2023, um, they've only scored one goal. Milan have only scored one goal against them. It was absolutely dominating. We already had worries about this Milan defense, but Inter just completely exposed them from top to bottom. Talk to me about Federico Di Marco, because he's absolutely having a great year. He's already matched the amount of assists he's had last season, and he's completely owned the left, especially when he goes up against uh, AC Milan. Why, what do we attribute this sort of rejuvenated um, you know, Di Marco? I think that Inzaghi, number one, puts players in a very good position. And you could see it throughout the match where uh, everyone knows where they could be, where they're supposed to be. There's no questions. They're, they're, everyone knows exactly where they're supposed to be. They could be blindfolded at one point. And I think a really good example is the, the second goal, I believe it is, where Lataro sends the ball to Dumfries, who knows he's running. So I think that's helped DiMarco within his career, where we didn't know really where to put him. He played in a back three at one point for this Inter side. And then we realized, all right, he's being wasted. He's so talented. He's great at sending the ball in on that left side, on the left wing back side. And it's really last year where he propelled himself to, to become a starter and push himself to become a starter in the Italian national team on that left side, despite the amount of players that, that really play there. He's a fantastic player who's, who's got qualities that we don't often see in Italy for a wing back. So, Marco, Inzaghi is, is picking up where he left off from last season with Inter. They're dominant. Now, on the flip side, Milan, Pioli gets thrashed in this derby. Where do they go heading into this Champions League match against Newcastle? How do you think they bounce back? So I, I think that we have to have a balanced approach to this, right? The Milan defense questions were already out on how they could do. They were without Tomori, who is by far their best uh, defender. He was out with the suspension. And Kalulu was also injured. Tomori will be back for today's game against Newcastle. And they are making a few different changes, which there are question marks on why he's doing that. This is Milan's game, right? This is their system, the way that they want to attack. They've made their team more physical. They've made it more attacking. They want to take their game to the opponent. But at times, I think you have to adapt also to who you're playing against. This is an Inter side that, okay, was in the Champions League final and went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Manchester City and loves the counterattack. So maybe you needed to change your approach in that match. I don't specifically think they need to. Uh, against Newcastle, they could stick to what they're good at, and they're playing at home. It's an opportunity to bounce back. It was a very poor showing, and I think in the next derby, Pioli really needs to ask some questions on how he lines up the team and how he hides the lack of defense that the team already seemed to have uh, prior to this game. And how do you think Christian Pulisic enters this match? I know he was subbed off early, didn't have the strongest match. 
There's been whispers that Chukwesi gets to start in this Champions League match against Newcastle. Is Christian Pulisic being set up to succeed in Champions League with this group, or is he going to be the first scapegoat in the squad? So I think, first of all, it was all of a Milan performance that was poor, besides maybe Theo Hernandez and, you know, Leal scores the goal. So it's definitely not on Christian Pulisic. He arrived late from United States from USA duty. I think that's one part. And what I was reading in the Italian newspapers is that he also felt a lot of fatigue and he was tired in that match. And Chukwueze, he's come into games. He's always been that first sub off the bench. And I'm not saying he did bad, but I don't think he did anything to tell me, all right, he's got to start over Pulisic. So I think it's also a rotation problem. Maybe Pulisic does feel a little bit of this fatigue. And also look at Pioli's other change, which is expected to be Reinders out for Pobega in, which is, uh, you know, I'm scratching mm. my head saying, how, how is this even possible? Pobega, a little bit more reliable. He knows him more. He's got more energy. But Reinders was one of the best players, not in this game, but in the opening three matches besides this. So changes from Pioli maybe feels like he needs to mix things up. Marco, I want to switch it up a bit. Ask about Napoli and Lazio. Not the best starts. Who are you most worried for? Ooh, good question, Nico. Um, <laughs> the good question. I'm worried for both of them, but maybe I'll say Lazio more. Lazio more because they didn't have as many changes as I expected from the Lazio side. And they're, they're also falling back on what they were really good at, which was defending first. I think they had the second best defense in the league. And Milinkovic Savic is the change, but he's in the midfield. So you think their defense would stay the same and they look all over themselves. I mean, watch the goal that Vlaovic scores where he's got three Lazio players on him, Romagnoli, Casale, and, and another defender, and they're not marking tight. And there's already been problems with Sarri and the board prior uh, this entire summer there were arguments over which players to sign uh you know lotito who's a crazy italian owner saying i decide the players not you Maurizio sadi so there's friction that makes me scared on where this lazio side can go and they haven't had as many changes napoli they changed their coach they lost luciano spalletti and they lost kim min jay who was the best defender in Serie A last season and their defense also looks all over themselves and they also lack a lot of intensity to their game so both are in Similar troubling spots, but Lazio definitely more so. Uh, Marco, I want to ask you about uh, Juventus in particular. Uh, one of the Americans in there, absolutely balling, but we're seeing him in places on the pitch we're not usually expecting him. Talk to me a little bit about how Weston McKennie has sort of come back into the fold uh, in a whole new way. It's a beautiful story, honestly, because Weston McKennie was one of the players who, uh, I said this on our Serie A coverage as well, he had his bags packed pretty much all summer. His luggage was ready to go, and they were looking for options to where to sell them. Now, Part of that, and I think a lot of that, is that there was not that many players in this Juventus side that could sell for good money. The offers never came from a top side that he wanted to accept. I believe they said Galatasaray was one of them. But he put his head down, he worked hard, and he's convinced Allegri once more that he could play a very important part. And when you listen to Allegri's press conferences and how the way that he speaks about Wes, he says, he's become a player that I can rely on. I know what I get from him. Mentally, he's in a good place. And mentally, he needs to stay in this place the entire season. Because if he does, he could be a huge asset. He plays on this right wing back spot. And he was defending. He was crossing. He brought an energy and intensity to the game, which we never expected from that right wing back spot. He was unbelievable. And one of the best players uh, within the squad that, that played against Lazio, which, you know, Lazio finished second place. It, it should have been a tougher match than it looked like. But the reason why Juventus played well is a lot down to Weston McKennie. Love it. Marco Messina, always a pleasure. Hey, I'm sorry about the hair comment. You look great. 
I just want to rebuild your confidence <laughs> in case I knocked it down a little. She wants those gifts. I do want my gifts. <laughs> but I always got your back, Marco. <laughs> Much love. There's a, there's, a big, there's a big CBS crew these days. I think the gifts could go to other people now. I also want one of your mom's mortadella sandwiches yes, again. Yes, <laughs> please. I'm angry. After all this, yo, my mom, I'm a, I'm a big mama's boy. My mom's not going to be happy about your comments, so I don't oh, think she's going to make you a mortadella sandwich. Tell her, I'm sorry. We're I just, can't, you know, I can't we're wait to come hang fun. out. You know what I mean? We bust each other's chops on this show. This is what we do. I know. I, know. I heard you guys down. before in the Germany segment. I thought you guys were about to start fighting with your fist. Jeez, at 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It was getting Can a little I take some? I went, to watch the, uh, I went to watch the Italy game with this guy. He goes, mm -hmm. you want me to order your sandwich? You know what he got me? Bread with just cheese on it. Oh, you were Just fresh mozzarella on it. I said, "What is this the kind of paninos you eat? Look at they're coming out. I was doing like 75 delicious. things at the same time. Marco, yeah, why I had to order. I bet it was meeting. delicious. <laughs> Marco, they're coming out. Right, well, you, you haven't lived until yeah. you tried one of his mom's mortadella sandwiches. I have, then I have not lived with yet. The, wanted, with the homemade focaccia. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> Marco, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Come back anytime. <laughs> yeah, <right>. well. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, homie. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Jordan Angeli is going to join us when we come back to chat some NWSL. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back. Well, there are only three match days remaining in the NWSL regular season. And here is a look at the current standings. Portland Thorns on top with 32 points. OL Reign, Washington Spirit, Orlando Pride all hanging in and around that playoff line. All teams above 20 points. It is tight with not many games left to play. So for more on this, we are very excited to bring in the one and only Jordan Angeli. Good morning, Jordan. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys? We're great. I wish you were in person in studio, but but we'll take you on Zoom. Me too. Like two I don't, miles I don't away. have Sherry to do my hair, so go easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, um, let's chat about this playoff race because, as we said, there's only three match days remaining. And for the first time in NWSL history, all of the teams are above 20 points, and nobody has mathematically been eliminated yet. What do you make of this? Is this a reflection of the, the quality of play that we're seeing in the league? Of course. I, I think that is number one, is just how well some of the quality is dispersed across every single team in NWSL. 11 points separates the top of the table from the bottom of the table. I think it's six 
from a playoff spot to the top. So with three games left, legit, anything can happen. We're going to see a lot of movement. I remember last year it being really close at the playoff line and everybody was like, what is going on? Well, they've just amped it up another level this year because every single team is still alive. I think Chicago is going to be a stretch. Kansas City is going to be a stretch for them to get into the playoffs. But we talked to Lola Bonta last week and she said, we're okay with playing spoiler. We're going to do everything we we can to try to make the playoffs and make sure other teams have a hard time making it if, if we don't make it. So it's really cool to see how tight it is, but also it makes it hard to do our job, to do predictions and to talk about these games as to who's going to win. Jordan? Yeah, it certainly does. I need you to rate oh something for us. Um, <laughs> they've been scored a golazo, but I don't know what was better, the golazo or the celebration. So you got to okay. show it first. Let's, let's see the, let's let's see see the celebration. <laughs> okay. Okay. Smooth. All right. All right. I, 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 let's see if we can do it justice. Ready? Let's go left. All right. All right. Ready? All right. Set. Go. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Honestly, mm. it's okay. pretty good, you guys. Oh. The only thing I would say is... Dabinia scored the goal. She was the first in line, and then everybody joined behind her. So we need that a little was, bit of like. Nico was um, the goal yeah, scorer. Okay, okay, okay. It was his I'm idea. Rushing. Ready, 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 ready. Like All right, you train. start. I'm rushing in. Ready? I just scored. Dabinia golazo. Come in here. Ooh, and then we're, we're celebrating. Ooh, hey. Oh. so good. We had just talked to Lola Bonta about celebrations, too, and she said, we have a few. Davinia has some up her sleeve, and then the celebration was good, but did you guys see the goal she scored? It was Boy. out of this world. Yeah, this going to get up and show us hip that. Replacement. Yeah. <laughs> it made, uh, yesterday, yeah. it made top four or top three golazo Davinia's. It was yeah. definitely, yeah. Good. Yeah. It should have. Uh, speaking of golazo, important players, are you, you got any feeling for MVP of, of, of the season? Goodness, that's a really good question. It has been so tight. I think um, a lot of that depends on who makes it to the, to the top of the table. And if you're thinking about a Portland Thorns team who currently sits top, I would I would choose Morgan Weaver, you guys. With the form that she's been in, she's scored three goals in the last three games, so she's on a really good run of form right now. Having to pick up some weight with Sophia Smith out with that injury, uh, that knee injury currently. So I think Morgan Weaver has been one of those players who has constantly impressed me with what she's doing. Crystal Dunn for the Thorns, I think, would be another good shout, playing in that pseudo-midfielder role and the way that the Thorns play. It's really interesting how they utilize both Weaver and Dunn. Um, so I think my my mind goes there initially. For, for Gotham, who's at the top of the table, too, it's a little harder because they've really spread the wealth around this team. Um, I think I look to rookie of the year or newcomer of the year there with Jenna Nicewanger and what she's done as a converted left back, really using her forward capabilities to get forward. So I'm going to give those shout outs right now since that's where the top of the table is. But it has been a wild year and it's hard to say who's even going to be in the playoffs, let alone who's helping their team get into the playoffs as MVP. 
uh, Gotham because what you see uh, done so well in the NWSL is players come on late, uh, especially as it gets near uh, the playoffs. And they just got Esther Gonzalez. She's got two goals. She looks like an absolute beast. And you're pairing her next to Lynn Williams, Midge Purse, who just got a call up. They seem like an absolute like superstar club uh, right now on the way up. Talk to me a little bit how Esther Gonzalez fits into a club that was really playing well. She fits in seamlessly, actually, and it it really helps those wingers. As you said, Gotham does a really good job of finding pieces that fit in the style that they want to play. Lynn Williams and Midge Purse can dev be devastating in behind. So Esther Gonzalez, one of the things that we saw of her at the World Cup, and now right away she's showing with this Gotham squad, is she's a target nine. She likes to come back, hold up the ball, and if you watch the second goal, she – contributes to it as a nine coming back in. She actually just played this ball to Lynn Williams. And now look at her run in behind to try to get this little toe poke, which you got to love a toe poke goal. She, she does that work to connect the lines. It's not just the wingers that then she can support. It's her and Delaney Sheehan, who has had a really good year for Gotham playing in behind Esther. So those two have this little one-two punch and they could stretch, but they also can play in really tight spaces. Gotham's interesting because Juan Carlos Amaros is not afraid to change things and to mix it up and to do something that other teams maybe aren't expecting. And with Esther Gonzalez and now Katie Stengel, who they also signed two very different number nines, but they're adding more punch to that front line, a team that already can can score with Lynn Williams and Midge Purse, as you said. They're a fun team to watch. They love the ball. They want to play through the lines, but they can also go quick in transition. So um, Gotham is right there. They're pushing towards the top of the table, too. And uh, I think they have one of the, quote unquote, easier roads to the end of the season. But we looked at that yesterday at attacking third, just because it is such a tight table. How many teams have really difficult roads to try to make it into the playoffs? It's it's wild, you guys. Got, I can't believe a top how tight it is. Director, huh, Jordan? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, L. Doing the business. business. And by the way, Jordan said they have an easy road. She just means they play Kansas City current. Aww. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No disrespect. But Kansas City just beat number one San Diego last weekend. So Thank it's you like taken care of. there you go. Hey, Jordan, I'm looking at the table. Is it mathem with nine points left to play? Can mathematically anybody can make it and anybody can be eliminated at this moment? Yes. Jeez. I mean, we're three weeks left and there's still not any teams eliminated. I mean, it would take not just Chicago and Kansas City and Houston to win out their games, which I can't remember off the top of my head, do those play teams play each other? But um, it would take them winning out their games, but also a lot of help from other teams. So right, right. Uh, for those teams, I think it is a stretch, but they're not technically out. So it, wow. <laughs> guys, it's, I mean, NWSL chaos at its finest. And this league is just proving why it's continuing to uh, be the best in the world the most competitive. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a fun final three match days. Jordan, Angeli, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you in studio in person very soon, my friend. Yes, thank you guys for having me. All right, we're going to take another break. We are going to chat some Americans abroad when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome back. It's Tuesday, which means we're checking in on some Americans abroad and some noteworthy performances over the weekend. Here we have it. Ricardo Pepe with a goal for PSV. Florin Balligan scores his first goal for Monaco in a game against Lorient. Weston McKenney with that assist for Lazio. Jordan Pifak got a goal against Darmstadt. And Alex Zendejas, a goal for Club America against Chivas. So... A successful weekend for some of our countrymen abroad. Let's chat a little bit about Ricardo Pepe, who had a goal for PSV. And it was uh, a, a PK, mm-hmm. but there, it was interesting because there seemed to be a little bit of a debate about who was going to take this PK. So there seemed to be a conversation between him and Lozano, and Pepe eventually says, no, dog, it's me. Mm. <laughs> He's like, yo, go, get, get back there, bro. Hey, Chucky Lozano is like, uh, what? A, and buries it. Buries it. Yeah. Buries it. I but, mean, the manager came out and said Pepe is the second penalty. So how does that work? There's a, so there's a guy who's your, your go-to, your number one. And then what is he if he's subbed off in the game or, or unavailable? Then there's just is there always a, a number two Charlie on a team? It's, it's typically understood who is the number two if the number one's not in. Sometimes though, it's a free for all because they're the co- if the coach doesn't write on the chalkboard, hey guys, if there's a penalty, this person takes it because the main penalty taker's not not playing. Then everyone's like. Well, I got fouled. I'm taking it. Versus, hey, I'm, I'm. I think I'm the best penalty taker. Let me take it. So, it, it's a little bit of a gray area, and you you hope that the team can self-govern itself to let the person who's supposed to take it. But sometimes you have someone who's super confident, grabs the ball, and is like, I'm taking it. I li- see. I like mm. this. I like this from Ricardo Pepe because he's coming off a successful international break with the United States, and in, in an, a, a situation where Florin Balogun, I think, has kind of established himself as that that. Starting yeah. number nine, but Pepe comes in off the bench and he scores goals. And now, at the club level, he's seizing these opportunities. and And I think these are important moments for him in in building confidence. But I I, I, I kind of like to see it, especially when he's the number two at his club. Also, you, 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 you got to you those stats, bro. It's more about I don't want to get punked. I, I'm I'm playing for a Champions League side. I have to show that I, Europa I have League, a backbone. Europa League side. Uh, sorry. I have a, you're, I, I have a, uh, a backbone. I'm not going to get bullied by any of these guys. I Especially show that I'm the guy who's a yeah. legend comes hey, in at the club. Not I would have said win Champions League, player. Papa. Maybe you get a chance to take this and, penalty. And, and he goes, you know what? <laughs> I mean, win uh, Nations he League. He goes, Nations League champions only. Back up. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm just concerned at, for Ricardo Pepe. For example, they're playing Arsenal on Thursday. And I'm pretty sure... Fairly confident can say that Luke De Jong is going to start. Yeah. So why'd you say Europa League side? Because they're playing the Europa League. You said they're playing Arsenal. Arsenal in the Champions League. Excuse me, sorry, I got confused on Thursday. They're playing Arsenal in the Champions League. Regardless, Luke De Jong is going to start. Forgot that you guys did so well last year. Um, <laughs> still. Wait, what? Yeah. Sorry. Um, but still, it's. 
I want to see how this progresses going forward for, for Ricardo Pepe. Penalty kick is great. In the Champions League qualifiers, Pepe scored. Yeah. The confidence to go up and say it's mine is more important than the penalty. Yes. That's, I, and, and I think that's and why I like it. And value within the team. Yeah. For sure. At any over rate, our two, our two number nines for the U.S. both scored for their clubs over Let's the weekend. So Monaco, top of the table. Good. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's yeah. go. Monaco, top of the table. <laughs> yeah. um, guys, it all kicks off today. Are you ready for Galazzo? Yes. Show? We're ready. So do you do vocal warm-ups? I should. Have I don't. Day. Guys, enjoy all of the Champions League action today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.